I've always wondered why do leaders always want to think up their own ideas from scratch? Like it's as if the job of a leader is to think of something that no one's thought about and to make that happen. I don't know. Why, why do you think student leaders are always trying to do that? This is the Student Leadership News Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Student Leadership News Podcast. Uh, my name is Ronan. Exciting to be co-hosting this episode with the one and only Caleb. G'day, Caleb. How are you going? Hey, Ronan. Going well, thank you. How are you today? Yeah, good. Real good. To be talking about student leadership, something that I love, something I know you love as well. Something we're very passionate about. Yeah. Now, a question without notice, Caleb. I didn't even want to tell you this before we sat down to, uh, to record the podcast today. Uh, mm. I want you to help me settle a leadership dilemma, a conversation I was okay. having someone with someone the other day. Um, don't worry, this is not like one of the world's most important conflicts or dilemmas. This is quite tri- <laughs> trivial. Um, okay. Are you a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Caleb? Massive fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, I didn't know this was coming, but I'm pleased that we're at it already. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, having a conversation with someone about a very simple question with a complex answer. The, the simple question is, who is the leader? of the Ninja Turtles. Now... Well, the clear answer... Okay, okay, I'm curious where you'll take this. Yeah, no, no, that's all right. What's your gut instinct? Where would you go first? Yeah, gut instinct straight away is Leonardo. Yeah, okay, well... The blue, the blue Ninja Turtle. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, as in, that's, that's they're fair. The people that were in the discussion with me had one of two viewpoints. Some were saying it's Leonardo and some were saying Master Splinter. Like, you know the rat guy who's... Yeah who's not one of the Ninja Turtles, but is arguably the leader of the Ninja Turtles. You see what I'm saying? You've caught me out there because I know that Master Splinter, the rat guy in the sewer, he's actually the ones who gives them the orders and he's taught them everything they know. So I guess I guess you've got a very valid point there, right? Yeah, well, I'm not arguing one way or the other. I'm just, just trying to settle one of these conversations. Anyway, we digress from that. It's a leadership question that doesn't <laughs> need to be answered on this podcast. Um, if, uh, if anyone out there listening uh, has a viewpoint one way or the other, feel free to jump on our student leadership news social media channels and let us know what you think about that leadership lemma. Yeah, that's right. Well, you've just torn my perspective in two, so maybe the, uh, the <laughs> listeners can help me decide which one I'm going to go with. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. Hey, lots to talk about, Caleb. Let's get into our first segment. My favorite idea. Okay, Ronan, my favorite idea, and uh, you've brought one along that you're going to share with us today. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to share this one, um, and I'll share it with a sense of pride because it relates to my old high school. Now, some, Come time, on. Yeah, some time ago that I was at high school, um, so this is not a story from back then. It's a very new story, but uh, from chatting with people at my school, uh, old school, I heard about this. Um, the student leaders at my school are given portfolios, things to be in charge of. And so someone would, someone is uh, in charge of the environment as an environment leader. Someone is in charge of sports as a sports leader. Someone's in charge of what they call uh, public relations um, activities outside the school, those types of things. Anyway, there's one uh, role that is the arts leader. And that arts leader um, is in charge of assembling an arts committee. So a group of students okay. from the so school. Were you an are, art leader when you were at the school? No, no, I've, no. You would never put me as an art leader at all. I don't have an artistic bone in my body. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> at least I don't relate to what I'm about to share with you. Anyway, okay. the arts leader decided, well, look, we're not just there to think of how do we make nice pictures to put on the wall. We don't want want it that simple. We want to actually make a difference to the culture of the school. So the art leader and their committee organised a competition 
where they invited students to submit artworks of any kind, as long as the artworks had a um, some some kind of inspirational written message on the artwork. Okay, so you could do a painting, you could do a sketch, but it had to have an inspirational message written onto the artwork. Then they took all these nominations, and everyone thought, what are they going to do with them? There's going to be some art mm. exhibition or something like that. But you won't okay. you won't pick this uh, unless you read it on the Student Leadership News website recently. They they actually took these, printed multiple copies, and put them on the back of the toilet doors throughout all the toilets of the school. And they just called <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. They called them the potty potty posters. Like that was their thing. These potty posters. What a prize! Yeah. What a prize! I, I, you pour your heart into this artwork, and and they stick it on the back of a potty door. But the irony of that is, you realise soon after thinking. Oh, my artwork got stuck in the toilet. Let's take it. But then you actually realize, no, that, that's probably where most people in the school are going to see, see my artwork. Correct. Like that. <laughs> From what I hear, the students have been trying to organize exhibitions and things in the past that perhaps didn't have a level of interest. But they thought, well, let's put the posters where the people are. Um, so, look, I'll read to you. Like it or not, we're taking the art exhibition to the people. <laughs> to the people. To the people. We know they have to go to the toilet someday, so we're going to put the artworks <laughs> on the back of toilet doors. But I'll read to you one of them, right? This is just um, one that was shared with me. It was a wonderful, colourful artwork and then had written on there by the artist this little quote that said, don't forget you're human. It's okay to have a meltdown. Just don't unpack and live there. Cry it out then refocus on where you're headed. So a simple little phrase that that student may have come up with themselves, sort of expressed it in their words, they've overlaid that onto their picture, and that actually is going to be something that a student sits and thinks about while they're on the potty, while reading the potty poster. <laughs> Pretty good, eh? That's, that's really good. I love that, like, like you said, everyone at some point during the day is going to have to go to the bathroom, yep. and therefore everyone at some point during the day is going to get one of these really encouraging me- messages. That, that becomes bigger than art, doesn't it? It, yes. actually becomes, it actually becomes a really significant way to encourage others at the school, helping with, you know, if anyone's feeling down, they go to the toilet, uh, and they, they look up, see a message like that, it might just cheer them up. Yeah, and I think it's great that an art leader and an art committee saw themselves as playing that kind of role in the school. Like, we can do something with students' mental health, not just we can get students to do nice artworks. Like, we can do something that, like, really helps with the things that matter in uh, in someone's life. And, and I reckon that toilet doors are an untapped potential. Like, it just made me think, wow. How many times could we be writing suitable things on the back of toilet doors to get messages across to students? Anyway, so simple, right? So simple cool. to be able cool, to. Cool. Uh, yeah, love it. Okay, well, anyway, that's my favourite idea. Uh, you got one for us? Take it away. I've got one as well. So this one, uh, not so much arts related, but there's actually a few common themes here um, that I'll point out in a second. But the idea that yeah. I want to discuss um, that I heard about in the Student Leadership News website, in fact. Um, is Forbes High School versus Parks High School. So there's two high schools in regional New South Wales, Forbes and Parks. And they've gotten together, and this isn't the first time they've done this, and they've played in a rugby match called the White Ribbon Cup. Uh-huh. The White Ribbon Cup. But the reason it's called the White Ribbon Cup is because it's related to White Ribbon Day or the White Ribbon uh, organization and this organization yeah, there's a whole this, cause and a movement behind white it's ribbon, huge right? yeah. it's huge a lot of people a lot of the listeners out there may have heard of it they might even know where i'm going with this it's actually all about promoting awareness um so that we can combat domestic violence good. in the community so it's a really really good cause right but they, these two schools they they love their rugby league anyway but what they've done is they've taken this cause and they've taken this thing that perhaps would have been happening anyway and yeah. they've, and they've attached them together. So it became bigger than just another sports match, Forbes versus Parks. Yeah. It actually becomes helping with a really significant issue in the community. 
And the thing that I love about it is sometimes when we, uh, sometimes when we see student leaders trying to get um, everyone at their school fired up, getting involved with a particular cause, um, it's hard to gain momentum. You, you might be excited about it, but you don't necessarily always get buy-in from the students. But they've attached some competition. They've attached an element of fun to this. And they got a massive turnout. So they had the boys playing a game of rugby and the girls played a game of Oztag as well on the day. There was a trophy cool. organized for the winner of both matches. Um, and that's been happening for a number of years. But new this year, um, yep. they introduced later that evening, the uh, what had already been happening was um, the boys' night in. So it was a father-son <laughs> sleepover style event. So that had yep. been happening for a number of years. This this year they introduced the girls' Oztag match, but as well as that they organized the girls' night out. So the girl yep. version of that same event. Uh, good. And I like it because I think a lot of schools can learn from that. If you've got something that's successful that's happening, then – it is okay to think of making improvements to it and adding new dimensions to it and building on the success of that rather than having to think something up from scratch and starting at another time of the year, for example. So that's good. Yeah, that's right. So there's not necessarily, you know, a rugby match, There's, like you said, there's already momentum in that. There's not necessarily a significant meaning attached to that. So that's mm-hmm. all they've done. They've tacked on something significant that those student leaders could do for their community. And all of a sudden it's not just a fun rugby match, but it's actually making a difference to, uh, to those around them. And it's, it's pretty good. if they've just previously had events for the boys and then they've just this year uh, built on the back of that events for the girls they've doubled the amount of people involved without even really changing what the event is that's a pretty good pretty good strategy pretty good strategy excellent okay a couple of great ideas there so we'll uh, jump from there straight to the next segment BLT best leadership tip Okay, this segment, Caleb, best leadership tip, BLT. Um, look, we've already shared, if you ask me, I reckon there's been some tips that people could have written down already throughout the podcast, but they haven't yet got to the best one because you are going to give that to us now. What can you tell us? Here we go. The best leadership tip that we're going to discuss today, Ronan, is to contribute to a project that already exists. Mm, to contribute okay. to a project that already exists. Tell me more. Okay, so I got this idea because this idea of this tip came from a school in DY, which is the Northern Beaches in Sydney, right? So St. Luke's Grammar School um, is the school I'm referring to. But the particular um, cause, if you will, that I saw them getting involved with or project was not even near them in DY. It was all the way in Darwin. So five students from this school in Sydney, yeah, yeah, how'd they get it? I don't know. But these five students uh, from this school in Sydney have headed all the way to Darwin and they've gotten involved with a working bee at a, a college up there called Nungalinya College, which is all about building um, students up in that area, um, yep. teaching them how to be leaders within their own community. So these, these, students, from, these students from Sydney, they've, they've recognised that there's a fantastic project going on so Nungalini yep. College and what they're doing there. And they found out there's a working bee happening in the community. They're not the ones who necessarily planned the working bee. They said, we're getting involved with that. We're going we're gonna, to gonna get our hands dirty and contribute to that. That's perfect. And like the reason I think it's such a good tip is I've always wondered why do leaders always want to think up their own ideas from scratch? Like it's as if the job of a leader is to think of something that no one's thought about and to make that happen. I don't why, – why do you think student leaders are always trying to do that? Uh, I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's something I, – I actually heard someone say, I heard a leader once say, it's, it's actually scarier to start with a completely blank canvas than it is yep. 
a canvas with just a little bit of art on there. So yeah. like, you better actually take something good that's already going on and contribute yeah. to it just like we see these guys doing instead of trying to come up with a brand new revolutionary idea. Yeah, and I mean, okay, they still would have had a bit of effort to uh, to get up there to Darwin and all the arranging that's required for something like that, and that's perhaps why only a handful of students were doing it. Mm. But I think we're going to learn a le- lesson from your tip there and realise there could be something at a school down the road, there could be something at a local community centre, there could be something with a local charity where a group of student leaders can get involved in that without having to be the organisers and, like, you just become the people who are part of it and and leading and contributing your skills rather than having to spend all your time planning um anyway it takes i think it takes a level of humility like being humble um to say we're going to do something that's not all about our school and uh and to get out there and and do something that's already been organized that's why i I like it absolutely and like you're saying you can actually get into the action of that project really quickly because it's already there you can just jump in and start helping out and uh like you said it's it's very humble of them it shows it shows that they actually genuinely are about helping others i think student leaders like to say well oh yeah we want to do we want to do projects that help others but by actually not just doing something that's you know these students helping this uh, this school in Darwin, that doesn't make their school grounds back in Sydney better for them. No. It's, it's I, helping someone and a project completely unrelated to them. And I, I think that shows that they, they genuinely are about helping others. Yeah, and you actually never know where that will lead in terms of others being impressed by that and saying, well, what can we do for St. Luke's? Like it not, might not even be the people from Nungalina, but it might be people in the local community, uh, might be people that are hearing us talk about it now, who knows, that are like, wow, St. Luke's, what, what can we do for them? Um, and, you know, I don't think we do good things just so someone will do something good back for us. Um, but when we become, you know, when we express ourselves in those kinds of ways as leaders, the real others-focused, then the people who are going to show an interest in what we're doing are others-focused people as well. So I completely, like if those, if those students, exact, uh, like as an example from Nungle, if they ever go to Sydney, the students from Dutton, what's the yeah. first thing that's going to pop into their head? Well, it's going to be we want to go to St. Luke's, yeah. 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 No, good stuff. Okay, great tip. Contribute to a project that already exists. Thanks, Caleb. Let's uh, motor along and get into our next segment. Three, two, one. Top three. Okay, Ronan, our top three. It's our final segment for this podcast. What are we, what are we going to talk about? Okay, um, before I reveal the top three that, uh, that, you know, our little list here, I want to share with you a story. Um, well, when I say a story, a, a true news story from Student Leadership News recently. And um, it centers around Peninsula Grammar School in Melbourne. And they have a number of student leadership groups within their school. One of them is called the Wellbeing Committee, the Student Wellbeing Committee, um, which I think it's great have a group of students that aren't just involved in doing things outside of the school, but are focused on student well-being. Anyway, they organized uh, recently for a mobile farm to come to their school. So a, let me tell you again. A, fa- um, a farm? Yeah, a mobile farm. So we're talking... Like with animals? Yes, yes, bringing animals and hay bales and whatnot. So they don't like... <laughs> They don't bring the shearing sheds and <laughs> not, they're not bringing the dams and the tractors and they don't bring the entire farm. <laughs> um, but they, they do bring the animals and they bring them there at feeding time with some of the animal food and whatnot. And like it just gets set up in the middle of the schoolyard and uh, students around lunchtime and other times of the day can interact with the animals at this mobile farm. Pretty random, right? 
I'm with you. I can actually record. I can remember being at like Easter shows uh, when I was young and I was terrified because you'd walk in there. Oh my God, that's a real llama in there. That's a real llama. That's a real llama. Uh, llamas friendly or not, nobody knows. Nobody really. Everyone's too scared to go to llamas. But that's the kind of thing we're talking about. So they had actual correct. animals set up behind temporary actual fences, hay bales. Correct. And it's not because of science, right? Remember, this is the student well. <laughs> this is the student well-being committee. Okay, so, so it's not the biology uh, committee. No, it's not the biology or student the butchery well-being committee. committee. No, that's that's not good. <laughs> not good. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the canteen. Um, <laughs> the uh, the um, uh, so if I expand on that student well-being committee, I want to I want to uh, give a little top three. The top three ways to help improve mental health amongst your peers. Okay, so the top three ways to improve the mental health. Okay. Of your peers, so the, and you've got the, llamas involved. This is fantastic. Got, yeah, no, got got llamas involved. It made me think. Well, they've thought outside the box about how they help students enjoy the school day, about how they have students feel positive, how students are distracted from uh, away from some of the, the struggles that take place, that type of thing. Um, so, yeah, like I'll, I'll go through through the uh, through the top three. Number one is I think do something for your peers. So you're a leader then do something for your peers. It's so tempting to always get your peers to do things, meaning donate to this charity or help with this project or volunteer your time. But if as a student leader or a group of student leaders, you do something that's all about for your peers, where it's come along, enjoy the animals, have a laugh, tell some stories, you know, let's see what happens while everyone's hanging out with animals for a few hours. You're actually doing something for your peers. So I'm not saying everyone should go and organize a farm, but you know, try and be creative and think of something you can do for your peers, and that will certainly help their well-being. So anyway, yeah, that's that's number one. Number one, I'll, uh, I'll I've got one for number two. Number two, and yeah. And this is be a people person, because Ronan, mm. organizing mental health projects isn't the only way it's not the only yeah. way to actually help mental health is just organize yeah. things that are like where this is all about mental health because you know what yeah. sometimes the best thing for mental health is just some friends correct we all yeah. we all need friends so yeah. you don't necessarily need a formal project as a student leader organized just be your friend yeah. look for Good someone at, at your school in your school community who might look like you know it could be as obvious as they're sitting alone by themselves at lunchtime or maybe you just notice they're a bit flatter than usual i, I don't know yeah. but you be the kind of leader that looks around at other people is aware of your peers and be a friend it doesn't necessarily need to be a big project that you have to talk about at assembly or create a poster for just be there for them perfect and that's that's leadership leadership about people hey i love it yeah I love it. Okay, let me uh, round it out with number three. Third, uh, third way to improve mental health for your peers is help your peers at the times they need it most. Mm. So you know um, we can be doing things throughout the year, and, and that's great. But for the students at Peninsula Grammar with the mobile farm, they did it throughout the time of the year where there were lots of tests and exams happening throughout the whole school from the youngest students right through to senior students. It was the time where all of that was happening at the school. So they thought, well, this can be a positive distraction amongst um, the, the routine that was that was getting pretty hectic at the school. So they chose mm-hmm. it at that time. Look, for other schools, it could be perhaps a local tragedy that takes place and student leaders are thinking, well, wow, this is the time for us to do something that's really positive. Right, so it's not necessarily well-being. just something in the calendar, like, a, like no, an example. Not it at could all. be something it's that a, you don't see coming. Correct, correct. I know there's a number of people you know, in Australia where, where you and I live and uh, certainly out in the regional areas where it's 
um, the times of the year that suffer from drought the worst, mm. uh, where student leaders say, wow, we've got to step up now. This is the time of the year. It's fun if we're doing Christmas activities and whatnot, um, but, like, we should do something right now because drought is affecting our community. So, yeah, if you want to do something for mental health, really think about the time that, uh, that your peers are going to need it most. So there you go, our top three ways to improve mental health uh, on the back of that cool idea from uh, from Peninsula Grammar. Well done today. Yeah, yep. fantastic. I love it. Started with llamas. We're getting wisdom from llamas. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> we're, learning, we're learning from all sorts of places this morning. Right? And that actually brings this podcast to a close. And I really want to point that out. Do you know, I don't know if you realize it, but just then in that podcast, we talked about schools from Perth, Darwin, Sydney, Mel. We covered almost the country. The whole country. And I was just about to say, and we, we it wasn't just geographic um, for Variety. It wasn't just humans involved. We talked about turtles, rats, llamas. We, we had a whole bunch of That's variety true. in there today, right? And uh, yeah. a whole bunch of gold for student leaders to take um, cool. to their student leadership opportunities at school. Good stuff. Thanks, Caleb. Fantastic, Graham. We'll catch you next time. Excellent. Thanks, Caleb. Thanks, audience. Catch you later. Thanks for listening to the Student Leadership News Podcast. Interact with us on social media and follow the news online at studentleadership.news. Thank you.